0: Welcome back to our uh, second episode, sounds very official doesn't it, um, uh, in having a few discussions about Christ and his mission in the church. Um, we finished off last um, our last uh, episode talking about desire, um, just to kind of catch you off if you didn't happen to listen to that, and it's only 10 or 15 minutes so you can catch up on that if you need to, but um, uh, Peter was kind of sharing about starting with Christ and the fact that you know J- Jesus called to himself, the disciples, to be with him. And so, you know, talking about what it looks like to be with him uh, brought us down to the, to the part of desire. And so my question was, you know, there's, there's ways and means that we can all uniquely engage and be with Christ. But what happens if we're in that kind of the, the chicken and the egg thing of, you know, sometimes those practices build desire. But that desire actually has us wanting to do things that are intentionally connecting with Jesus. So how, how would you answer the question if, if there's someone saying, you know, I just don't feel that desire to be with him?
1: I remember when I was a whippersnapper in 1982 on Vicarage in Sydney and my vicar father was Pastor Carl Dola, and I'd had a girlfriend in Adelaide at the time and she'd written me a Dear John letter. Obviously, she didn't know that my name was Peter and I I thought, you know, that relationship might go somewhere and it just got me thinking because as soon as I got the, the Dear John letter, I thought, this is ridiculous. I never really liked her anyway, <laughs> and so I went to my vicar father one I can, day. I can see where this is going. <laughs> yeah, I went to my vicar father one day and I said, Carl, uh, what what happens if when you're married, you wake up one day and fall out? Of, you you you've, you've found that you've fallen out of love with your wife, or you think the the same spark isn't there. And he said, Oh, that's very simple. I said, Oh, is it? He said, I get down on my knees and I ask my father in heaven to give me love for my wife. Mm -hmm. I said, you've got nothing more to say on it than that. And he said, no, that's pretty much it. And he said, I ask him to create a love in me that is outside of myself. Mm -hmm. And so my answer to the whole question about desire is, I think it's time we start asking God for more desire instead of trying for more discipline. And a bloke called Graham Cook writes about that a little bit, that discipline is fantastic. The reason I run, and most of you know that I run, uh, you know, 40, 50, 60 kilometres a week, is to do with desire and not discipline. It takes discipline to help me carry out that which I desire. Okay, yeah, so it's an order thing again. Is it's it? an order thing again. So... Here at Mount Torrens, if I've got a nine o'clock appointment in town and the time for me to go running in the middle of winter is 6am, it's likely to be two or three degrees and some drizzle coming down. Is there a desire for me to run? Is there a desire for me to run a half marathon coming up in the future? Yeah, there is. But it's only the discipline that's going to get me out of bed to do it. In other words, what our heart desires... Mm -hmm our body and mind and spirit and will will find means to do and to carry out. We see this all the time when we save for something. We've got a desire to have something. We've got a desire for a thermomix or we've got a desire for a new car or we've got a desire to go on a holiday. And so we engage the discipline of saving in order to help fulfill that desire. And so discipline without desire can end up being religious. So we ask for the desire to carry out something. And it's again about putting things first. And and what God will give us when we ask for desire is he'll give us passion. Mm -hmm. Now, we've got to unpack that a little bit, too, because passion isn't just an emotion, uh, passion is well. The passion of Christ comes to mind straight away. Exactly. Yeah. Pa- passion is firstly His love for us, and so once again, the the key to growing in that relationship of being with Christ is precisely that seeing that it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's let's take prayer as an example. If we focus on the right way to pray, and the right time to pray, and the discipline of praying. We're going to find that praying is actually like eating wheat bicks without milk. Yeah. You can do it, it'll sustain you, it'll give you energy, but it's going to be a little bit dry, yeah. and after the third or fourth mouthful, a little bit hard to do.
0: Yeah.
1: I know, I've tried it with my grandson, yeah. only because he's so hungry first thing in the morning, you crumble the wheat bicks up in front of him, yeah. and in the time you've gone from his high chair to the fridge, he's hoeing into the wheat bicks then usually spitting it out because this doesn't taste like it normally does. Why? It hasn't got the milk. It's dry. And so if we focus on relationship, and one of the things is that uh, I think secretly, when we carry out spiritual disciplines by starting with the discipline and not the desire, I, I think you have to be a pretty grounded person, not to subliminally deep down somewhere think, God must be pretty impressed with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Had a quiet time today? Tick. Yeah. Your beauty. Yeah. Uh, there are times when I've had a meal, and after that meal, I've gone, you know, like the castle. <laughs> this meal's just fantastic. Yeah, chicken.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's other times where you have a meal and you don't comment, not because the meal was bad, but it was a meal, mm, mm. but it sustained you. Mm. Uh, I think sometimes after we have a good quiet time we think that god must be impressed with us mm. but he's actually no more or less impressed with us than we were before we had the quiet time god doesn't rate us according to our bible reading or length of time and prayer mm. which is why when we go to the beatitudes <laughs> jesus tells us uh, not to be like the gentiles who think that god's impressed with long prayers yeah does that mean that we shouldn't spend an hour in prayer well, actually, it means we shouldn't do anything Yeah. because there's no shoulds, no oughts, no musts. So if God's not impressed with our prayer life, what will that lead us to? Firstly, it will lead us to getting off the prayer guilt train, Yeah. getting off the Bible reading guilt train, getting off the giving generously tithing guilt train. Mm. I reckon they're the big three that produce guilt in the life of uh, a follower of Jesus. When these are the things that God actually says, you know, communicating with me as a loving father, uh, hearing what I've got to say to you through the word, extending my kingdom through the means of generosity, these are ways of receiving my love and sharing my love. They're not methods of earning brownie points. So firstly, I think desire comes when we get rid of the guilt and the, the thing. And so um, the way of doing that is, again, by coming back to love. I believe that there are some people who would benefit by fasting from, wait for it folks, fasting from Bible reading and praying. Now, some of you are jumping up and down. What am I saying? If our, if our, mo- if, if our motivation for doing those things is because we feel we should or we or we must, I believe a good thing to do is to go off them and instead ask god would you create in me a desire Mm. would you grow in me a hunger because what we're going for is not performance not reading through these things but what we're what we're wanting to grow in is intimacy with the father out of his great love for us it's interesting you know we were just talking before
0: about a uh something a value we wanted to raise in our family and a few of you have heard me speak about this the jopic family yeah that's it as um we wanted to raise a value of Initiative, you know, thinking ahead about what is needed in any given circumstance where you can help another person, and so we uh, we initiated an initiation chart, an uh, initiation initiative chart, whereby if we if we noticed or observed any of our children giving um, uh, exercising initiative, they'd get a, a little mark so they could start five minutes later than their bedtime. And what we noticed in all the children was. Um, a uh, an externalism, to be to use a fancy word, or, or a, um, I'm going to do things in the eyesight of mum and dad so they might notice that I'm doing this so I can get the reward of five more minutes. And we needed to quit that that uh, attempt, if you like, at bringing out a value within them because they were accessing it for the reward exactly. itself. And so, you know, you're not saying in, in, in the mix of um, talking about these things that those, you know, reading the word and... And praying and father they're not wrong in themselves, but getting off the train is the train of guilt because of why we're accessing those yeah. disciplines
1: uh, Reading the word is the way one way the father communicates with us yeah. and reading his love with us I remember creaky Robin Krieg saying the other day He said remember when we used to do journaling Yeah, you know read through the whole Bible in a year read through the New Testament twice journal on it he said I think it was that process that helped me see the big picture of God in the world And see his kingdom. So, that discipline that some of us exerted over a couple of years to do that uh, was a wonderful thing. But if right now we're finding that that is like eating wheat bics without milk, (coughs) excuse me, if we find that that we think God's impressed by us for doing that, it's time to stop doing it and to say, Father, how you, you know me better than anyone else. I'm going to stop that activity, which I've seen as something to get a, a reward or something to earn your blessing. And, and I just ask you again to create that hunger in me and that desire. So I go back to my mate. Um, what do you do when you find that you know your love for your wife is, is waning? He said, I, I ask God to give me love for my wife. And so, Father, I ask you to give me a passion for your word. Father, I ask that I can put down seeing prayer as something I've got to do and just see it as an expression, uh, one thing i 've actually practiced lately, and when I say lately over the last year, is i wanted to I wanted to grow deeper in intimacy with the father in in my conversations with him rather than having prayer as here 's a list of things i 'm telling God how to do things in his world
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which I, I I realized was incre- incredibly presumptuous and and prideful, so I actually did that weird thing that you 've probably heard about where I actually I actually had a chair, and I said to myself, okay, Peter, God is sitting in that chair right now. Heavenly Father, Abba, mm-hmm. is sitting in that chair right now. What would you, how would you speak to him? And then the next thing I heard in my head is, why are you having this conversation in your head? I am actually right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and so the conversation began. And you know what? I didn't come in and go, oh, great God. I said, hey, Abba, yeah. it's great that we've got this time to talk. And sometimes I would hear Abba saying back to me, what's on your heart? Or sometimes I'd sense him saying to me, just let me tell you how much I love you before you say anything. Sometimes we'd sit there and have nothing to say. Sometimes, occasionally, occasionally I sensed him saying, Peter, is there something you need to tell me before we uh, proceed proceed with this conversation? Ah, and then someone came to mind that I was called upon, invited to forgive. Invited to release. Something came from my heart. So confession isn't a work that earns me favour with God. I've already got favour with him. Yeah, yeah. So I don't need to go through the adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, the acts. You know, if I adore God, and if I confess my sin to him, and then if I go through some thanksgiving, then I can ask him some stuff. Yeah. No, no, no. He's already given me the keys. He's already given me all of his heart. So it's intimacy, transparency, which leads to authenticity, and all of that in a posture of humility and that 's how our relationships grow, yeah
0: uh, as we come to an end of this um, episode. It does occur to me that you know if we if we do lay down why we 've accessed these practices which uh, seem to be uh, what we 're meant to do or we should do as we lay them down and we ask God for desire there 's still something that the man did when he looked for desire towards his wife he 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 laid those things down and then went back to God and asked so it 's not that we Lay them aside and then go on and do whatever we like. There's an orientation. There's a, there's a there's an ask, if you like, and that God would build in us a desire for Him. Um, I don't know whether
1: I'm making a statement there. or I'm really asking a question. No, I think you're. I think you're. So the, the last thing I want people to hear from this, not the last, is in the final. Yeah. The least thing I want people to hear from this is don't read the Bible, Abandon ship, don't pray, yeah. don't give. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because these these are these are don 't fast or, or whatever it is these these are the these are our life, our lifeline yeah the whole thing i 'm saying is around this area of desire as as i 've been in the lives of many people and as i 've evaluated my own life, probably the main reason why desire has waned is because of poor motivation, mm-hmm. the wrong yeah, order yeah. of things,, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so uh, whenever yeah. we 're in the area of Obligation, yeah. desire will wane. Yeah. And when when we're in the area of slavish discipline, uh, desire will wane. And so to ask for the desire to come back, uh, discipline's coming out of desire, action's coming out of desire, which comes from asking and, and hungering for that desire. Yeah. And, and the word simply says, you have not because you ask not. Yeah. So we don't ask, give me five better ways to pray. We say, Father, show me your heart.
0: Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I've lost it. Show me your heart. And, and get together with another person and ask them to lay hands on you and pray for that heart to come back. Yeah. That's what we do when we get together in our church gatherings. Um, if, if I'm struggling, if I'm, if I'm, it's not, oh, because I haven't read the Bible. That's not a problem. Uh, I haven't got a hunger to read the Bible. Oh, when we get together, ask someone to pray for that. Get them to lay hands on you. Ask the Holy Spirit together. Uh, is there a reason why this hunger's there? It, it could be uh, a blockage or whatever. These are the things we do when we come. To, it's not just going around the circle saying, how was your week? Yeah. You know, how, how are we with Father and his love for us? Yeah. Oh, it's something that I'd love to keep
0: talking about. Our intention is uh, next episode to talk about how are we sent as Christ into the world? And so we may kind of pick up a little bit of what we've just been talking about. We may just jump into that. Um, and uh, we'll see you next time.